Hello and welcome to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast today. It is a beautiful Friday, October the 28th. Looking forward to a great weekend in church on Sunday. Tonight the World Series starts, Phillies and Astros. I know what I'd like to see happen, but I'm pretty sure what will happen, the outcome with that game. But most importantly, this is an opportunity today to serve the Lord, to walk with Him, to daily be rejoicing in His bountiful blessings and His presence to Him and to everyone around you. Psalm 25, Psalm 25 today We will be looking at verses 8 through 10, the next verses in our series here in the book of Psalms. The Bible says, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. I feel like I ought to pray, and so I'll pray right now, and I'd like to pray for you. I feel like the Lord would have me do this. So, Lord, I pray today for the listener, and I don't know what they have going on in their life, but you know, and you know exactly who needs some prayer today, Lord, and so I pray for that person. I pray that you would please be with them, and please comfort and encourage them, lead, guide, and direct their way. In Jesus' name, amen. In Psalm 25, David shifts in verse 8 from writing to God as a prayer to writing about God. This is spoken directly to the reader, to you and me. Verse 7, the verse right before where we started today, he said, Remember not the sins of my youth, remember that, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. And then he goes right into talking about God, good and upright is the Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Because God is good, he teaches sinners how to walk in his way. Because God is upright, he teaches sinners the right way to live. And God's way is by far the only way to live. There are blessings upon the path of the righteous in this world. And you never really miss out on anything when you choose to live for God. It might seem like it in the moment when you have to make a tough decision to forego some pleasures or temptations, but it really turns out that God's way is always better. God's way is always worth it. Yes, obviously in the life to come when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, but when we obey him in this life, it really turns out to be well worth it. The way of the transgressor is hard, but the way of the righteous, you have bountiful blessings from the Lord. You put yourself in the path to God's blessings. You put yourself in a position to be blessed by God in a way that God can bless. And it's awesome that God loves us so much that he made the way possible for us to be saved through his son, Jesus Christ. When he sent his son, Jesus, to earth, to die for our sins and to rise again. He made it possible for us to, by faith, ask Jesus Christ to save us, put our faith in the Lord, and he could save us. And we'd have the power to become the sons of God, we'll become a son or daughter of God forever. Eternal life begins. But not only that, not only are we assured a home in heaven if we're saved, 
We also have the Holy Spirit living within us. We also have the Word of God. God leaves us basically a roadmap, and He gives us a guide to teach us and to guide us along the path of life from now until the end of our days. Isn't that incredible? That's unbelievable that God would love us, yes, so much that He would send His Son to die for us, but even more that He would guide us along every step, every moment, every day, every year of our lives. That's a tremendous blessing that I think sometimes we might take for granted a little bit. Maybe not you, but maybe me sometimes. I'm so glad I'm saved. But God has given you blessings today by being willing to, in his goodness and uprightness, teach sinners in the way. Now, what is necessary to access that personal guidance from God himself? If you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit living in you right now. You've got all the Holy Spirit that you're ever going to get. But in order to actually follow the Holy Spirit and to receive that guidance, you've got to be yielded to him. That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. That means to be controlled by the Spirit. And it's really found the key to that is in the next verse, verse number nine. So verse eight again says, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, will he teach sinners in the way? Now, verse nine, the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his way. The meek, it's the meek. If you want to be guided by God and used by God and blessed by God, you are going to have to become meek. We'll have to humble ourselves, bringing ourselves into submission to God. It says the meek will he guide in judgment. The meek will he teach his way. To guide is to walk alongside of and direct. And to teach really implies to use a goad to keep one on course. That was an instrument that was used to poke and prod livestock or horses in order to keep them on the path that they needed to be on. But it's only possible to goad to teach an animal when that animal is meek meaning that its will has been broken and has been submitted to the one guiding it. The word meek really actually describes a horse that has been broken. And it is only when the horse is broken that it is usable at all. What is a wild horse good for? Nothing. Uh, maybe to maybe to snap a picture of, to chase around on a truck with a video for a cool video. <laughs> I don't know. It's really not good for anything of utility. But when a horse is broken, when that horse is tamed, when it's been broken, it's good for so much. It can be used. And it's only when we submit our will to God that we can be used of God. And you and I must give the reins of our lives over to God in order to be directed. And that is completely If you have your own idea of how you can stay on the right path or the best way to please God, but you're neglecting the word of God and the Holy Spirit leading you consistent with the word of God, then you're not yet meek. The next verse, verse number 10 says, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. The secret to receiving God's guidance is to surrender your heart, your will, your whole life to God, your desires, your ambitions, your passions, all of it, all of it, all of it surrendered to God. And our sinful nature is defiant. 
Now, when we got saved, the power of Christ, Christ's resurrection, the power of the Holy Spirit, it overcomes the stronghold of sin in our life, but we'll still be dealing with the flesh until we get our glorified body in the life to come. That sin nature is still around, and that sin nature is only defiant. The flesh is only ever defiant. It's rebellious. And defiance can manifest itself in many ways. A subtle way in Christian people is an attitude that uses Christian knees, Christian words, Christian language to explain disobedience to God's word. Somebody might say, I think the Lord is leading me to do such and such or in this direction, and it violates scripture. It doesn't please God. It's done in rebellion to the leading of the spirit of God. Or somebody might say, I think the best way to go about this, but, but you've not surrendered that plan to God at all. And really, that's so dangerous because you can be so conceited and thinking that you're doing something good, but it's not what God wants at all. God has written in his word. God's given you the Holy Spirit to lead you. And you're like an untamed cult. You're wild. And an untamed cult is unusable. It's unguidable, if that's a word. Not able to be guided or taught anyway but the way that it thinks is best, the way that it wants to go. Oh, let that not be true of you and I. Let us totally surrender ourselves to God. Now, you might have done that before in life. You might remember a time when you really got alone with God or you went forward at a service and you kneeled and you surrendered your will to God. But friend, that's got to be done every day. Romans 6 verse 11, likewise reckon or consider ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God, just like a, an oxen being goaded, just like a colt getting a saddle put up on there so it can do something useful. Yield yourselves to God as those that are alive from dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Romans 12 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God is good and upright, and even though we're sinners, he'll teach and guide us in the way, but only if we become meek and surrender ourselves to him.